When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome back again to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Sheffield United is in the rearview mirror, and Wolverhampton Wanderers are firmly ahead of us this coming Saturday. Half five kickoff, you know, we like to say about abnormal time kickoffs on a Saturday or a Sunday. That's where we do our best work. So Saturday is 6th of March, half past five. Villa, welcome Wolverhampton Wanderers across from the black country um, to... Villa Park, and hopefully we give them a good spanking and send them home uh, with football put out of our minds for, for quite a while. Uh, the, the Derby non-Derby, Derby non-Derby debate is not going to be happening today. We have went through this enough the last time. Even Dean, Dean Smith said it was a Derby today. So, look, we'll, let, we'll, we'll say that that won't put that to, to bed, Paddy. What do you think? Or should we, still, uh, should we still question whether it is or whether it isn't? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Most of the locals will tell you it's not, but I think I think that's just to wind up the the Wolves fans more than anything else. But it's uh, we, we'll we'll pretend it's a derby just to to get people get the juices flowing for tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it's if look if we tell the players it's a derby, they might get up for it, and then there might be no um, might be no hanging around. Uh, you know, like like maybe like maybe it could be labelled that uh, of some players against Sheffield United, but certainly not by by the two of us. Um, but I think what we're going to do is, Paddy, we think we start with Dean Smith. Uh, I like his press conference today. Um, I just like the guy. I just like the man. I think I'd be friends with him if I was like if he wasn't a Villa fan and if he was just a lad that I knew. Um, 
there was just knocking around at any football club. I think I'd be mates with him. He's just he's just a regular god on his sound bloke, isn't he? And and, and in his yeah. in his presser today, you know, he was very, very honest and he was very measured. And he's like basically one thing that really stood out for me was he mentioned that people are human, that there was a bit of table watching going on. You know, Sheffield United were bottom of the table. He said that they should that you know people would have thought we should have beaten them, but this was, just goes to show that you should never go table watching. And he mentioned, he was of kind of, he alluded to the fact that the players felt let, felt let down by themselves for that. They felt kind of deflated themselves because they brought that up, that maybe there was a bit of table watching going on. So uh, I like that. I think that that would probably go under the radar. I might have completely misconstrued what he said, but that's what I got from it, Paddy. What, did, did you listen to the press conference? Did you is, did you get anything like that from I, that I point? Heard a, I heard a bit of it. Uh, it uh, I, I was trying to figure out if that's what he was saying or was he saying that that's what the media were alluding to, that they were they were looking at the table. I wasn't quite sure, but I, I would take both points from, from what he said um, as being relevant. I think I think the players did think we just had to turn up and, and get the three points, and I think we said that the other night. So um, there's, a, there's a lot to do. It's... Uh, you know, it just goes to show there's no easy game in this Premier League. Um, you, you've got to you've got to take everybody on their merits and and give them the same respect. And uh, I think I think it makes tomorrow a, a very important game. Um, and and you know, it's it's not a gimme by any means. They they haven't been playing well. They're missing or sold their star players. So. You know they they haven't been firing on all cylinders, but it's it's definitely one that we can go and take points from. Um, and as you said, he, he is an honest guy. Um, he's the kind of guy when you go into a pub you wouldn't be avoiding. No. That's the way I look at him. <laughs> you wouldn't good. mind sitting and having a chat with. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's no there's no uh, there's no hiding from the fact that I have great respect for him and. You know, I, I fully expect us to bounce back. Whether it's enough to get three points, I don't know, but I do expect a performance tomorrow night. Yeah, it's a home game. And I think, as I say, just listening into whether I picked it up right or picked it up wrong, just listening to the mindset of Dean Smith, I think that the players will be primed. I think I think he'll 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 do everything he can to prime the players anyway. I think they will be because I think they will know that uh, you know without fans there, I think that this team really does. In, in, in a kind of a roundabout way, they're feeding off the, 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 the social media interaction of the fans. I think this team are a young team. They're the youngest in the on average, youngest in the Premier League, I think. So like to say that players don't pick up their phone and look at co- some comments on Instagram and stuff like that, I think that this team are, are in tune with that. And I don't think it's a wholly bad thing either if you can keep your, 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 uh, your head straight, which this team does se- seem to be doing. And I think that from that aspect, the fact that the fans aren't in the stadium it still allows this team to have a connection with the fans and it still allows this team to, um, you know, not want, not want to let people down either. Uh, it's, uh, look, it comes with its curses and it comes with its blessings, I suppose, uh, giving a shit what social media says about you. But uh, I think yeah. that a, a derby game like this, I think they understand that people are hurting and I think they understand that the COVID aspect of it would beat Wolves, go out and beat Wolves in Villa Park. And, people would be every bit as happy and delighted and it would make people's weekend just as much as if they were inside in the stadium as well. And I think the players do see a duty of care to the, to the team because of how they stood by them last year and especially because of how much delight they shared with them at the start of the season. Do you, do you think that's fair to say, Paddy, is it? Or am I just conjuring something up there out of nothing? 
No, no it's, yeah, it's 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 hard for everybody, you know. It's uh, I'm sure the players aren't finding it any easier to be in there without any fans. I know you mentioned it's a home game. I, I honestly don't think there's any difference between home and away, other than you've a little bit of traveling to do on match day or the day before. You know, most of the pitches are in good nick, say for Leeds last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it doesn't really matter where, where you're playing. Um, I, I think that there's nowhere hostile when there's no fans. That's just my opinion. Um, so, you know, I think it's more or less neutral. The grounds are neutral without without the, the hostility. Um I think I think it's important for for all of us to see a performance tomorrow. Um regardless of whether we manage to get the points or not. I think I think you know people people forget that you know we could have as as bad as we seem to play on Wednesday night, we could have very easily come away with that with a two, three or four one victory. Mm-hmm. The way things fell, it just didn't happen. So I think you know, for for people's mental point of view, they just need to relax a little bit and and you know get behind them and not be calling them out on on social media and stuff like that because it's 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 rather pointless and it's not helping anybody. I think as well. Um, I think Dean Smith said a great thing as well today, whereby he said that it was a poor result, but not necessarily a poor performance. We played. We we actually did play better against Sheffield United than we did against Leeds. And I think we alluded to that probably on the podcast. Well, I meant to. If I didn't, I meant to. Um, on, on the yeah, I thought podcast. we did too, yeah. It's just like like we didn't take our chances. And that was the difference. Like, we didn't play shocking. Like, you know, we played okay. They got their goal. As, as Dean Smith said, they got their goal from a shot that was was going five yards wide if he had connected with it properly. You know? Um, but look... And... and- and let's be honest. If 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 uh, David McGoldrick connects with the ball properly, it doesn't go in either because it'll just oh, that's what I'm off Emmy Martin. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, so, <laughs> so the, both of them did, didn't connect with it properly and it ended up going in. Exactly, exactly. So it so was uh, Baldock didn't connect with it properly and neither and neither did uh, neither did McGoldrick. But look, neither. that's that's the fine margins. And and yes, going back to the Leeds game, Ollie Watkins didn't connect with that shot properly either, and it dropped down right, Cassie. So you know, <laughs> True, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it it summed up our last two games. But uh, I think that that is fair to say. And look, I, it, it's not just revisionist history and stuff. I think taking the emotion out of it, like we felt maybe after the the um, after the Sheffield United game, I think that's a fair synopsis once again from Smith that. Not a bad performance. Yes, we should have been beating that team 3-0, but we didn't take our chances. We had a couple of screwball scrambles in the middle of the goal mode yeah. and, and Bertie putting one wide and, and hitting the crossbar and stuff or hitting the post and stuff like that. You know, it's it it, it, it wasn't it wasn't complete and utter decimation, you know. But look, uh, enough talking, enough revisiting, I suppose, at the Leeds United game. Other things, looking forward to the game yep. uh, at the weekend. Uh, Dean Smith said that uh, Jack Grealish, while he is back training at the moment, is likely to be out. He hadn't met with the medical staff, but I think it would take um, uh, some sort of uh, Mother Teresa-like hand touch to to bring him back from the dead, I think, to play um, on Saturday is what, kind of the way I took from it, that the medical staff would, uh, would, would, would not sign off on him playing. Uh, this weekend, but it does bode well for us uh, having him back for for the weekend after. Uh, Matty Cash, he said, is just finished rehabilitation, back out in the grass, but will be another week or so, um, maybe two yeah. weeks. But he mentioned that Wesley is back in full contact training, which is fantastic to hear. 
biggest problem with that is Matt Sharpness. And I kind of even like that little piece to say that he, he didn't string us along with Wesley either. Like, uh, I don't know, would, Tim, would someone like Tim Sherwood have not said, yeah, listen, Wesley's chomping at the bit and giving you your, you know, your, your, your media trained answer. Whereas Dean Smith said, look, we got to yeah. get him, get him matches behind closed doors. We, we got to get him matches. Exactly. You know, that's what we need to do. I'm not throwing him out. And, and we'll probably see him next Friday for the under 23s yeah. um, in the afternoon before we play in the evening. So um, that'll be worthwhile looking into, I think, because I think, I think he will get a good run at that game and see where he's at. Um, if he doesn't score envisage... 50 goals, we need to sell him, Paddy. If he doesn't score 50 goals in that game, he's useless. We need to sell him. Are we? Can we, can we go straight back to that? Can we go straight back to that to that take on Wesley? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm only joking. By the way, don't please don't turn off the podcast. I'm only joking with that one. But uh, um, I was a bit of a fan of Wesley. I just thought that he just. He, I thought at one stage he was going to go to come out into the field with a set of boxing gloves uh, because he loved to have a fight with defenders. He loved to rough them up. Um, yeah. But uh, no. And could, like, you know what? It could. It could. When he comes back, it could change everything for us. We could. We could see. A complete flip and everything, and and see uh, Ollie Watkins playing off the wing. We could see Bertie playing in behind Wesley. There's, there's loads of ways to change it up, and I'm actually excited to see Wesley back just to see if if we can create make the player that we hoped we had for him, and and would the the way we're playing at the moment make him better and and get more goals for him, which is a distinct possibility. So, yeah. um. All we can do is hope for the best that he comes back better and stronger. God knows he's worked hard for that. We can see in in the videos and stuff that we've been showing that the guy is working hard and he's he's mad to get back there. So, fingers crossed he can. Mm. Um, all those injury pieces pale in comparison, though, to the big injury news that Dean Smith put out. Um, our boy, our favorite. The, we are the leaders of the of the Courtney House bus. And we're 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 still stamping tickets. We still have a few seats left. Courtney Howes will be back in training in about a week and a half, two weeks' time. He said as well. Um, once again, not joking. I really like Courtney Howes. Just go back and listen to other podcasts. I think he's a fine defender. And uh, I did mention a couple of weeks ago that we hadn't heard sight nor sound of Courtney Howes. No one had asked any questions on him, and nobody was talking about him. So I was happy to hear Dean Smith speak about Courtney Howes today because uh, very very capable defender. Statistics short. Uh, you know, games short and stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to seeing him coming back in for the running. It's good. Our team is getting healthy. This isn't, this can never be a bad thing, especially the likes of Wesley coming back in, Jack coming back in, Matty Cash. And we can always do with the, with defensive reinforcements because we've been lucky to at the, the center half position this year. And, uh, you know, long may continue. Um, but you're better off looking at Courtney Howes on the bench than looking for Courtney Howes when he's not on the bench, you know. So at the, at the moment he ha- he hasn't been needed, and let's and be that's honest, why, yeah, he would he wouldn't shift our two centre halves at the moment. No, so, no, no, no. Uh, but it is it is as you say. I'd rather <clears throat> I'd rather see him than anyone else on the bench to, there as cover. So. And I don't mean that in any derogatory way. I just think he's the best of what we have in reserve. He can also play at left back if if we did get stuck in, in that position. So he's a lot going for him. It's great. It's great to hear that he's back. Uh, and we'll probably look at him. And let's be honest, probably Matt Cash as well will probably be after the international break. They'll give it as as long as they can. Great piece on that. Great, because I would have forgot all about that. Uh, Dean Smith was pretty defiant as well today. He said, "Hey, listen, lads." 
if you're thinking about going for playing for your team and your team is going to be playing in for or in a country that is uh, in the, the red, red list, yeah. <laughs> you're not going. We don't have to release you and we will not be releasing you. He was pretty defined on it. Delighted. Absolutely delighted. Absolutely right. delighted. I suppose the, the most important people that this is affecting is Emmy Martinez, Emmy. Douglas Louis, <laughs> and, <That's> a... <laughs> and Marvellous Nakamba. But th- that, that probably covers, um, uh, well, would you be talking about Elmo in the same? Yeah, Elmo and Trez could be the same. They won't be able to go on internet. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> at the moment, like we've, we've spoken about international football, I couldn't care less about it. No. I would love if nobody was going international football and our players were getting two weeks off to, to relax and mm. recuperate and get, you know, a bit of fresh air and spend time with their families and rest and, and be ready for when we come back for the run-in. Yeah, it's, but it's it's nice to see that because I know the Klopp had said it uh, during the week and I was crossing my fingers and toes that Smith would ha- would come out and say it and that the club would take that yeah. stance. Uh, this isn't just something, he, like the players obviously didn't find out about it in the press conference. This is something that's been spoken about. And I think, <laughs> I think Smith said, obviously it'll be some of the South American guys. And like you just knew in his mind was like, I am not losing Emmy Martinez for two weeks to COVID. There is no way in hell yeah. that that is happening so uh no great great work especially, for me. especially when he travels as we said in the previous podcast halfway it's across the, the world to sit on the bloody bench it's yeah. pointless let's go keep the league yeah douglas louise is a different uh kettle of fish because he'd probably start but to, to send emmy martinez out there or nakamba to africa where the cases are very high is pointless mm. but look the the rule is fifa so he's quite entitled to come out and enforce it yeah. Um, if it was somebody, for example, oh, jeepers, uh, can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Say, for example, if Connor was still there and Ireland was on the red list, or Bjorn Engels or someone like that. that John McGinn. John McGinn. It, it might. Whoever. We, we don't want John McGinn to go either. I, oh, no. I just mean, if somebody could do it getting 90 minutes under their belt, the likes of Bjorn Sorry, Engels. Yeah. You know, may, maybe it is, maybe it would be okay to send Bjorn Engels or someone like that. But, um, you know, the rule, the rules have been brought in by FIFA. That that case stands. Now, there's two weeks to go. There's also talk of matches being, ch- uh, locations of matches being changed. So um, that's not the end of the matter that he's just said that they're not going. So, he, like, we've seen Champions League matches move from Germany to Budapest and stuff like that. Mm. That can easily happen. So... Um, we'll wait and see what happens in the next week or two. Jesus, we could we could have a fantastic weekend if they, if they did it over a weekend, and it could be like a real World Cup situation whereby you had like four games in, and I know it won't be in Germany, but like you you could have four games in Munich, and you could be playing like international games at like four division teams. Matt, like that would be superb if they just had some sort of like a hub city. It'd be real kind of mini World Cup uh, kind of aspect to it. Games kicking off at ten o'clock in the morning and going straight through the course. That'd be fantastic. I'd love that. But uh, see, that's why you should be in charge. Uh, but I'm not. Um, but no, it's great. It's great. It's 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 super stuff. And as I say, we keep keep uh, our our eyes and ears peeled for that. Uh, other news, I suppose. Before we get, we're what we're twenty minutes in, and we haven't spoken about about the Wolves game yet. Um, I don't. I can't remember if we spoke about it, but um, Jaden Philogene Phil- Bidace is now tied down. Fantastic news, and also is uh, oh god, his name escapes me. 
Say Brevin. Say Brevin. Say Brevin tied down as well. Yeah. Uh, JB, JPB, uh, which uh, we may or may not be able to call him because it's uh, uh, due to copyright laws. I don't think John Player Blue would uh, would, uh, <laughs> would would like it too much because here in Ireland, a box, a box of John Player Blue is, uh, is called JPB. And other boxes of cigarettes are available. Also, tobacco is an addictive substance, and we do not condone uh, the use not of nicotine. We do not condone nicotine or, or the inha- inhalation of nicotine Absolutely. as it may have some health or derogatory health effects. Um, there we go. There's all our, our regulatory stuff out of the way. But <laughs> uh, Jaden has signed uh, a new deal putting, um, I suppose, well, safeguarding Aston Villa. Look, if one of the big teams want to come in for him and buy him, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but put your money where your mouth is. Don't try and rob him off us. I'm always, whenever I look at him, he always looks like he's just the happiest, most relaxed, relaxed guy in the room. You know, whenever you look yeah. at uh, a Philly Jim Bidace, but fair play to him. He signed up now till 2004 or 2024, I think it is. Um, pretty, pretty decent contract for him. And uh, look, hopefully he grows and he comes through, comes through the conveyor. And uh, we hopefully we'll get to see a couple of games out of him this year because obviously highly thought of, but I suppose this protects Aston Villa's interest in him. If he does still want to leave, um, well, then other clubs have to pay for him. And that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've great hopes for him. There's a, there's a good few of them. I've great hopes for, and we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago that I was a bit worried that we we're going to miss out on him. So, I'm glad they've tied him down. Um, I'd like to see him either be part of the setup or sent out on loan next season just to see where he's at and see if he can cope with the big boys as such. Um, you know, like we, we sent Jack Grealish to, to Notts County all those years ago. There's no there's no shame in it. Seb Revan is down in Weymouth at the moment. So, um, Dominic, you know, is it, is it Dominic Revan? The other guy, the other one. Seb oh, sorry, Seb, yeah, yeah. Dominic is away with, yeah. Uh, yeah. Seb is still with us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it'll it'll probably be, um, well, it seems to be that we, we're sending these guys out on loan just to see how they're getting on. So I, I, I'd envisage that we will see uh, both of them guys go out on loan early next season. I always wondered why uh, why Villa didn't just sign a, an agreement with a team like, uh, like Walsall. You know, it's just over the road. They used to play like the reserve games used to be at the best card anyway. Dean Smith has, has a lot of history there at Walsall as well, you know. So I was just wondering why they didn't just form some sort of like it didn't always seem that way back yeah. in the 90s and the noughties, if I remember correctly, that you know, if somebody went on loan, he went to to Walsall because yeah. it meant that they, they, they weren't leaving home, you know, they're only up the road. If anything happened, they'd come back for uh yeah. Or treatment and whatever it's a no-brainer really but you know it's i, I guess they can't just send everybody to waltz so i'll just no. Waltz, I'll have no no room for them you know yeah but I, i'm um, sure i'm sure that waltz i would like to have uh jen for the but then again i don't know maybe he doesn't fit into their style of play i don't know who might possibly say. There's, there's nothing to say that um we we don't with with the financial news that we have now um come up with a system like Man City have of having a oh, big, big fan of it. You know, that's, that's the way it's going to go for me. That's the way we grow. So um, it'll be interesting to see not just Man City, Man United have done it. Liverpool have done it. Um, it's just to have a, basically a, t- a team that either your owners own or a twinned with overseas. And, uh, you know, they're, they're always welcome to come and take, uh, take uh, over at Shelbourne if they like. And, and, bring our players over so we can watch them over here 
why not like uh, there was t- there was talks previously wasn't there that uh, they were looking at taking over some Danish club I think it might have been AB or in, in, in the Danish league I, I'm open to correction on what type of club I suppose even with Brexit at the moment you know bringing in younger players and not being able to bring in younger players uh, to play in um, to play in your academy you could essentially set up an EU academy for a sister club outside of the league like like basically hey Douglas Louise played with Girona for a while, trying to get a trying to get a, a work permit. Didn't really work. Well, it without without those the, those games for Girona, maybe he isn't seen and maybe he doesn't doesn't develop. That's what Man City's prospects were doing. Man City, what's your man's name? Angelino playing with uh, Leipzig at the moment. Yeah. He was he was with uh, or is it PSV? Is it PSV or is it Leipzig? I can't I can't remember who he's with. I, I think, I think Leipzig, he was. Yeah. I think is like Leipzig. I think maybe he came from PSV or he was on loan for PSV, but um, he's worked. Brazilians now, but yeah. Man City brought him in and farmed him out. Farmed him out for a while, uh, and he's like, they they're making money. They made money from selling him. So, um, yeah, look, I'm a big fan of that. I think it's I think it's a progressive way to go, and uh, it would give us another team to follow in another league, which I think would be pretty cool too. So uh, just make sure, like, because we've got good owners. I know some crazy owners, like the old Charlton owner, used to do that with some Belgian team as well. Um, but yeah, the crazy owners, we've had enough of those for a while. You've got good owners. <laughs> yeah, let's even if it was an M- well, an MLS team wouldn't even make much difference. I think it needs to be someone in the EU to be able to take take advantage of of of, of some of the so. movement yeah. laws from from within EU just just because of the, the, the that that side of things. But look, hey, that's a completely different podcast. So that's what twenty four minutes into the podcast, and we still haven't spoken about the Wolves game. Um, here we go. <laughs> let's talk about the Wolves game. We have Wolves at the weekend. Um. Coming off, they're coming off a four-one loss to Man City, Man City, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, they really kind of shot themselves in the foot. Like they were down one nil to an own goal from the Donker, and then they kind of defended pretty resolutely enough and uh, just just capitulated the last 10, 10, 15 minutes. But their setup against Man City was extremely strange. They played with no striker, and they played with a right back. Uh, Behind Traore, uh, any sense in it? Did you watch the game? You you watched the game. I I I only saw the highlights, yeah. but uh, but I, I looked at the stats afterwards. And uh, so you tell me about what you saw in the actual game itself. But uh, it seems like it was a bit of a strange setup. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a poor game in general. I, f- I find Manchester City very hard to watch. Um, I know a lot of people buy into the. Ticky tacky, but I, I, you know, it's so ten years ago at this stage, um, trying to and it, it actually keeps the score down because they're just trying to walk the ball into the net as, as you go. But um, yeah, um, the one thing for me was then Donker kind of playing as a a third centre half was a bit strange. He, he, I thought he was awful. I thought he was ineffective. Um, I think he scored an OG as well. He did. He? Yeah, he scored the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just, just very strange, you know. And you, we had Adama Triori wandering around, literally, aimlessly, waiting on the ball to to break and go off on a run. But he, he just didn't get a sniff. Um, they eventually brought on the the big uh, Silva, is it the big young guy that they just brought in? Um, didn't do a whole pile. Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva, yeah. Yeah, didn't do a whole pile. I don't think you can read too much into it. I think set up differently against Manchester City. Um, like they're not the, they're not the team that they were. 
Um, we're, we're having the likes of Diogo Jota and Jimenez, who's injured. Even Pedenz, who has been quite good for them throughout this season, is also injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's there's still there's enough there for, for them to hurt us. Matinho, Neves, Neto. Um, then Donker on his day is uh, a decent enough player as well and has hurt us in the past. But playing at centre-half, I thought, was a bit strange. Yeah, considering the, the three centre halves are three converted midfielders, I think I, I'm I'm open to correction with size, but Conor Cody was a midfielder, started off his career there. Uh, the Donker yeah. has been known to play midfielder, is is predominantly a midfielder, and uh, um, I'm almost certain that Romain Sice is uh, is uh, been known to occupy the midfield positions as well. Look, I know that that's what uh, that that's what they they wanted to do. They wanted to have that mobility in in the centre half position and that ball playing ability and the ability to be able to break from a three to two or three to a four, whereby you can their their midfielders can carry the ball into midfield or their side their centre halves can carry the ball into midfield and then the two wing backs would would peel back and it gives them an opportunity to break from the middle. Um, that's what Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, kind of gain notoriety for, I suppose, since he's come to Wolves, having that kind of fluidity. And that's what's made Conor Cody such a good player, the fact that he's diminutive, he's small, he's loud, he's a good organiser, but he's he's able to play ball, you know, and that's why he's in there. So yeah. uh, that's this Wolves team in a nutshell, you know. They like to, they, they're, they're probably their middle of midfield in Nevis uh, and Moutinho is a small bit static. Um, at t- sorry, Not static, I, I suppose they're, they're not as 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 fluid. More would probably be a better a, a better um, way to put it. Uh, like Moutinho's getting on in years, and Neves is is finding. I think that uh, that he's he's being a bit curtailed for moving forward an awful lot as the Premier League kind of get to know him. Uh, he's becoming a small bit more combative in midfield, and they are relying an awful lot on the wing back setup that they have on Neto, as you say, is the is their go to guy, and they're solely missing Daniel Pudence. Uh, back there, yeah. they really are like whatever about about um, whatever about uh, Raúl Jiménez. Obviously, trying to replace his goals has been hard. And Jose Willie or William Jose, that's that, that's there at the moment. Is uh, look, he hasn't scored yet, and you know, fuck it, I've just said it. He's probably going to score against us the weekend now. I'm touching wood <laughs> just in case anybody uh, anybody is blames me for it. But Potence and his unpredictability and his uh, his pace are huge loss for them. Um, uh, Adama Traore obviously comes in there, but uh, look, uh, once again, without, without tempting fate, he has been ineffectual recently. Uh, and, and, and we'll just, yeah. I suppose, really, we'll, we'll just see what we get from this Wolves team. But the, the, the way that we can stop this Wolves team is don't let them have the ball, control the ball. That's what we need to do with this week, this weekend. And uh, not let easier them... said than done, too. <laughs> It is. We're not great at it, but uh, especially without Jack Grealish there, we're not great great at that. But I think realistically, if we if we can't control the ball, what we have to do is limit them to shots from from far out. You know, don't allow them down the sides, which I'm not 100 percent sure of again this weekend. You know, do we like Neto against El Mahamedi? Do we like um, do we like Traore against El Mahamedi? I'm I'm not I'm not sure, but I do think El Mahamedi does start and. A lot would be made of once again. I think for for a midfield three that barely that barely changed for the first twenty games of the season. I think we see a different midfield three again this uh, this Saturday. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, like I, I said the other night, probably needs to be mixed up a little bit again. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why we bother second guess what he's going to do. You know. Um, 
if I was picking the team, I would probably play Luis and Nakamba in the team for this week, this one. Um, just maybe overcompensating a little bit for Elmo, but I am worried about if they do play a dama down that side, I think he's in trouble. I think it's going to be a tough night for Elmo if he plays him down the left because if he gets any kind of joy, everything will go down that way. Um, and yeah, you just got to look at what, where the cover can come in. Like Bertrand Triore, we know is not going to, um, it's just not in his locker yet to, to, to go and do that work. Um, I'd like to hope that it would be that way or may, maybe it's not the long-term plan to play him in that position. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But um yeah, I do. I do envisage changes. Uh, the Barkley one is a strange one. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably say that he will play Barkley. Would be a bit harsh on uh, Jacob Ramsey, but that will probably be the case. Um, I think he's off the naughty step now. I think I think they'll put him in there to see what he can do. Um, it was tough work the last time we played them. You know, if you remember, we only got the ninety-fifth minute penalty or whatever it was. El Ghazi scored to set him off on that tremendous run. So I'd <laughs> settle for one of them again. But uh for me, I'm going for a one-all draw. I think that's I think that would be I, I know I would love a win, but I think realistically I'd be happy with a draw. Uh, I I don't disagree with your with the outcome. I think we're in not lose to, uh, after we lose a game, the next game always in my book always becomes a not lose game. It doesn't. It's not a must-win. It's always a not-lose game, um, and that's where I am at the moment. I think Ramsey starts. I don't think we see Ross Barkley in there. Um, I think we see Ramsey. Ramsey played in the last game. Ramsey played in the in the one day as well. That one. was his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was his. That was his introduction. I think we probably see Ramsey, Louise, and John McGinn. I, I I think I think we might see that. I think Wolves setup will be different. I don't think it's going to be four two three one because they don't have Pedence there. I think they're going to play that same kind of uh, three four uh, three four two one that they played against Man City. We're going to yeah. need to try something to break them down. Um, and 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 I'm just not sure. I think I think it could be a one day lead away, but I I also think that Ali Watkins is is. Ali Watkins is due a goal. We we say that he goes on spit. He goes on spurts when he scores <laughs> in like two or three games in a row. Then he doesn't score for a while. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jolly Watkins is due a goal. And uh, or I'm going to say, listen, we're going to score from a corner. That's my that's my prediction. We're going to score from a corner. Ali <laughs> Watkins from a corner is it? <laughs> yeah. Anyone? Anyway, I don't care who. I don't care who who scores it. If it's a Matt Target from a corner, I don't care. But uh, we're going to score from a corner, and uh, I'm going to open the the review podcast afterwards with a song, uh, because I did say that next time we score directly from a corner. And I'm not saying I know that I know that uh, this. Um, I think it was Hunger Hippo said I mentioned that underneath one of our, our YouTube uh, videos that we kind of did score from a corner. I guess was kind of from a corner. I'm talking directly from a corner. You know, a header or a ball that falls directly into the box. So once it's cleared outside the box, that's the state. That's the 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 um that 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 phase of play is over. All right, I'm talking about directly from a corner, or directly uh, from the, the the ensuing screwball scramble that will happen from a corner. That's what I think about. the point. I think the point we're getting at is with the aerial prowess that we have. How are we not scoring from corners? Well, um, I know. I, I, I on the Barkley, you know, there's big lads there, Watkins, that are well able to score from headers. So, 
I can understand why we're not scoring from corners because uh, it's hard enough to score from corners. Like that's and that's why I'm that's why I'm not uh, that's why I'm not so pissed off at the fact that John McGinn is at the back post all the time because it's a bloody hard to score from a corner, you know. But I think well, it's, we e- it's, easy, it's easy to concede from a corner as we found out. So. No, I don't. I well, it's see. Look, we we just know about it because we've we've conceded what two. Like I'd, I'd love to actually, if anybody's out there, could you please tell us how many goals we've conceded direct headers directly from corners? Like obviously Vestergaard and. and uh, and and what you call him from from Burnley, but uh, I'd love to know I'm if there is anybody out there that uh, they, they they can tell me um, how many headers uh, we've we've conceded directly from corners. Uh, I'd be interested to know because I I seem to think I I'm I'm of the opinion that it's it's a dying art. I'd love to know where we were, where it was ten years ago as to where it is now across the whole league because I'm of the opinion that it's a dying art. Yeah, it's I something you wrong. don't see an awful lot of. Any, any, I I watched. Uh... Oh, maybe it wasn't Liverpool. It was some team the other night, and and they they tried five different uh, corners, and none of them were crossing the ball into the box directly. Mm. And you they know why work, that is? Work short or drill to the edge of the box. You know things like that. Just an element of surprise, and it's obviously stuff that they're working on. And they've obviously looked and went. Uh, it's hard enough to score from corners, so we may as well try it this way. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason that you do that, if you see a short corner, what it does is it draws people forward. It takes people out of a zone and marking structure yeah. that they have there. Also, what it does, if you see a short corner, you'll see that it gives players an opportunity to start moving and to break, even if they are in man, man in kind of a man pressing kind of structure there. It gives people people an opportunity to move to to, to move about. Uh, this that's and this is why I'm thinking that that it's a it's a dying art. I have nothing to base this on other than something that just popped into my head. But I would yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there are less corners, less headers scored from corners now than there were ten years ago. And it's because the defensive structures from corners, especially the much maligned zonal marking from corners, if you're just gonna lob it in there, players are used to heading these out now. They're used to used to getting something on them much more than players are used to scoring them now. And uh, I think to to kind of break a lot of those structures, that's where you're seeing the short corners mm. come in, and something we don't do. We don't do short corners no. at all, and we, and we don't. We, we never don't have. Yeah, and what what I generally find, and I'm not a big lover of sh- short corners, even when I was coaching. What generally happens is you end up with more offsides than you do scoring yeah. goals, because yeah. people people forget to get themselves back on side. Yeah. But anyway, that's for it's for more educated people than us to work out. But I would like to see a bit of a mix up on on our uh, set piece routines specifically corners. Yeah, and, bring uh, back unfortunately, the... unfortunately we did we didn't have Connor the other night. I thought it was tailor made for Connor to be getting balls yeah. in there, but yeah. Such it's, is uh, life. Such is life indeed. Uh bring back uh corner routine like we had was it against Derby when uh Jack Grealish just absolutely unleashed yeah. the howitzer from the edge of the area. So uh I'll I'll take that. Even though I mentioned it would have to be within the box directly from a corner, I'll take a howitzer <laughs> like that from uh, from the edge of the box. Uh, if if it does so come to pass, um, yeah. that would that would count as a goal from a corner for me. Uh, we've rambled an awful lot in this podcast. I think we've spoken about good things. I've enjoyed this one, Paddy. I've enjoyed it. Not that I don't enjoy other ones, but I've enjoyed it because <laughs> we've had we've had stuff to talk about. You know, even though it's it's uh, it's kind of like a. Uh, the the slump before the or the can before the storm on Saturday. There's been things to talk about. So uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's uh, we look forward to Wolves at the weekend and uh, look forward to hopefully having three points on the board. So we're going to leave it at that, guys. 
Um, thanks everybody for listening. As always, you can find Paddy on at Philip Paddy. You can find me on at Love McGrath Pod. The podcast website is www.fortheloveofpalmagrad.com. And you can find our podcast on any good podcast provider. Thank you so much to everybody for all your support, your comments, your well wishes, your likes, your retweets, everything really, really means a, whole, uh, a hell of a lot. Uh, let's let's tame the dogs on uh, on uh, <laughs> and on Saturday, let's put a leash and let's let's put a leash on the dogs because that's all they are at the end of the day. We'll, we'll be back just Saturday dogs. night for a can and hopefully. I will be back Saturday night, yeah, for a can. And actually, yeah, because I think I'm gonna have a few drinks this weekend. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.